think because I don't know for me in the back of my mind already I kind of knew it was like I always thought about if what I was in that position like what if what if someone did that to me so that's always what I think about because I'm like I don't want someone to do that to me so why would I condone it even if it wasn't being done to me directly Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 76. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with Kelly and Frank. Only No, it's just Kelly. It's just Kelly, but no Frank. Frank's part of the story, too. He's a pretty big part of the story. He just He's on tour. He's a musician, so he wasn't able to be there, but he gave his full consent. She declares that early on. We just yes. wanted everyone to know, and they have an awesome story. She really got into this whole non-monogamy thing back when she was like 12, 13, 14 in that range and has sort of been in and out of it over the last 12, 13 years. So yeah. it's a it's a great story and it's, I don't know, I really like it. Yeah, no, they're very considerate people and just it's a kind of a heartwarming story, I think. Anyway. Do you think that? Because I'm pretty sure this is the second time we recorded this intro. And- <laughs> And I said that last time. Well, but I really feel that way, too. I mean, I did the interview. I was there. I agree. <laughs> One quick note about my wonderful co-host here, Emma. Yeah. She makes up a name in the middle of this one, and I left it in there because it was kind of funny, but I just wanted it to be very clear to people that the name that was used was not revealing anybody's identity. If it was, I would have edited it out. It was... A completely random name, and I have no idea where it came from. And I have no idea where it came from either, so sorry, everyone. With that in mind, where (laughs) are we going to be on August 10th? Yeah, August 10th. We will be in Finlay, Ohio at the Club Euphoria Foam Party. The reason we had to redo this intro was she wouldn't call it a foam party. She just kept saying No, I didn't. I said if it was a foam party. Really? You have to argue with me? (laughs) You just say party, and it's a foam party. I said I just said foam party. Right, then the first time. Okay. Anyway, enough of that arguing. Are you excited to go to the foam party? Yes. You guys, if everyone you wanna, should come check it out. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, if you are thinking about ever going to a party with foam, this is the one to go to. <laughs> and if you want to learn more about the hosts, uh, Club Euphoria, Ray and D. They are on episode 14, I believe. Yes, that's of true. Of our podcast. So go check them out. They're yep. awesome people, and we're excited to meet them. And a couple other podcasters, I believe, are going to be there, too. Yes. I haven't looked at the updated list, so I don't no, want to, I don't a... want to say some of them and forget some of them, because I know I would do that. And it, it doesn't then... matter. There's going to be a whole bunch of people there. Come check it out. It's the bottom line. We're also working on a date for uh, the next Q&A for our patrons. That will be announced very soon. 
Uh, also, we want to just remind everyone that um, we have a great list of resources on our website. Uh, we're not going to announce any of them right now, but we wanted to remind people that they're there. Yeah, if if you're looking for suggestions on how to meet people, how to get tested for STIs, where to get condoms, just about anything, uh, go take a look there. They're all things that we use and love. If there's something missing that you think should be there, let us know. We'll add it. Or if there's a resource that you've been looking for, we can do a little research on it and uh, put something up. So just wanted to make everyone aware again that that list of resources is at our website. Normalizingnonmonogamy.com or nnmpodcast.com. Go just to the same place. Yep. And while you're there, send us an email. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of Emma. And you, Finn. And uh, <laughs> you can also do those things on our Twitter or Instagram under the yeah. handle. NNM Podcast. Let's go talk to Kelly about Frank and all of the wild mishaps that have happened over the last 12 years. Yeah, let's go. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for reaching out to us. We're really excited to talk to you, and I know it's just you tonight, but your husband, Frank, is on board and consenting and consenting to this interview. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks so much for joining us. No, thank you. Yeah, super exciting. And I mean, we know a little tiny, like half a paragraph from your email. So, <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, oh, and it's all the better because then we get to learn just like everybody else. Yeah. Yes. So, I guess maybe real quick, just do you mind introducing yourself and and a little bit about you and Frank, and so just people have an idea of who we're talking to, and so we have yeah. an idea. Yeah, so yeah, my name's Kelly and my husband's name's Frank. We actually have been dating um since I was fifteen and he was fourteen. So oh. yeah, and then um I'll get into that a little later. But yeah, no, we've been together that long. We just got married in September. Well and how how old are you now? I'm twenty seven now. Okay. So yeah, so we've been together for twelve years. Our twelve years just passed. And we got married in September. So, yeah, it's still a new marriage. Congratulations. Thank you. So, yeah, we've been doing pretty good. The marriage thing was, I think, the only thing we had to get used to was living together. But even that was fine. Yeah, it just kind of flowed really well. So, no no issues, really. I think it's just the way he folds the laundry. I don't like that. But, like, other than that, <laughs> everything's fine. So That's why yeah. I never fold the laundry. If you don't fold it, you can't do it wrong. That's true. He yeah. just leaves it in the dryer. And that way, it's ready to be de-wrinkled for the next one. And anytime he needs something, he just re-dries it and drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, mine is like, no, I have certain clothes that you need to, like, lay out and, like, not put in the dryer. Yes. <laughs> he's yes. learned now. He's actually done, like, a, like he, like, reads the tag. And he's like, oh, I'm supposed to hang this. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. yeah. See, there's compromise. That works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's good. No, no. And we started out, we actually weren't like official for a while. Like he was like my side thing and I was his side thing and we were totally okay with it. And then it ended up, we both didn't have main partners. And then we were just like, Hey, let's give it a go. So it just kind of happened like that. Back when yeah. you were teenagers at the beginning. Back when we were teenagers. Yeah. We were, we were already, we were already doing that non-monogamy thing without knowing what it was called yet. Well, I guess how, I mean, was it just like one other partner and then you you and him kind of got together or were you after you got together were you still like 
maybe we should just keep seeing other people? I guess, how did it look in those early years? Yeah. So actually I started, he, he and I started the same age, like, like non-monogamy stuff, but we didn't know what it was called. So I was 12, actually. <laughs> I was dating two cousins at the same time and they both knew it. And Wait, I they, never, were, they were cousins. They were cousins, yeah. That's a, that's an important clarification to make. <laughs> <laughs> they were cousins. They those two, the two boys I was seeing at the time. They knew that I was seeing both of them, and they were like, "When when are you gonna pick a boyfriend? Which one's gonna be the boyfriend?" And I was like, "Oh, like I don't know. Like let's just see." <laughs> like so, and then at the end, because I ended up switching schools, I just ended up not being with either of them because I was like, "No," and then. It's funny because they're both really different. So one of them was like my age and the other one was older. So the one that was my age, he was very like hot tempered, but he like knew what he wanted and like was very vocal about what he wanted. And then the other one who was older just was very shy, but he like really cared. Like one time I was sick and then he like brought all my homework to my house and like he got me, got me like sick medication. And like my mom's like, wow, this guy like calls you like every day at like the same time. Like, and like as the other one that's my age, like just like did whatever his thing. And he was like gonna be like the, the prime minister of our school or something. I don't know. Like that was his <laughs> thing. Yeah. So they were like, they were very different, but like I like them both for like different reasons. Yeah. I was going to say, you kind of got the best of both worlds. You got the. Yeah, I did. Because one was like taking care of me when I was really sick. And then the other one was like more fun. And like we would, we did like the fun things together. Like we went wakeboarding and like all that, like ice skating. Like he was the more outgoing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm getting like something out of both of you. I don't know why I have to pick one, but it wasn't going to work out. I was going to like a religious school and they both came from really religious families. So it wasn't going to work out. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it started for me, for Frank. He, what he was doing was that he was just like seeing like multiple, like seeing multiple girls at a time and all the girls knew it. So they were like, he's going to pick a girlfriend one day. Like he has to out of all of us. So, and that kind of just like spiraled. So he just kept doing that <laughs> and all the girls knew it. Like he, they, he was like very honest. He's like, I'm just like seeing this girl or whatever and they were like oh, okay so like you just don't want a girlfriend yet or something we were really young but it's like we just like did that for some reason yeah i mean uh, yeah you're like early teenagers yeah we're early teenagers so then we kind of fast forward and then i didn't really have a boyfriend until i was my first boyfriend ever i was 14 but he was 16 so he was like a bit older and um yeah Oh, wait, I have to backtrack a little bit so I can get some backstory. So I was in Sea Cadets. <laughs> this is the thing. Which and is? It's a, like, it's a youth group, but they promote, like, the Navy, the the Air, or the Army. Uh-huh. They make it everything, like, youth, but they just, like, promote it, like, in certain ways. Okay. So I was in Sea Cadets, so I did, like, sailing, like, boating, and it was all for free. Like, I didn't have to pay for anything, so it was, like... I got my boating license for free, my sailing. I even got, like, my um, my marksmanship, so, like, shooting guns and, like, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So everything was free. They even paid for me to go to summer camp. They were like, you go to summer camp, we'll train you, and we pay you. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty cool program. So that's how me and my – yeah, that's how me and my husband actually met was through that. Okay. okay. So my very first boyfriend, I was actually 14, and he was 16, and we met at summer camp. So he was like my first love. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happened was he lived really far away. He lived like way up North. And I lived like in the mainland and 
he was like, look, I want to be with you, but I have needs. Cause I, obviously he was already like having sex at the time. Cause he was 16, but like, I have needs like physically and, but like, I, I just want to be with you though. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Just like, let me know who you're doing stuff with. And I'm totally okay with it. Like, I'm not ready to have sex. Like I was like 14, but like, if you want to do it, it's okay. So he was like, okay, we were having a long distance relationship. And because he had a family member that was a pilot, he would always come down like every other weekend, visit me and whatever. And then, so then he was like, if you want to see other guys, you can totally do that. Just let me know too. So I said, okay. So then my husband now, <laughs> um, Frank, we, that's how we started was because he like liked me and he was like, I was like, okay, well, I have a boyfriend. So like, I don't know if you want that. And he was like, no, that's okay. Like I've seen like a couple girls. And I was like, sure, well, whatever. So let's do it. So, so at parties, he was like my date to parties when my boyfriend wasn't around <laughs> and everyone kind of knew it. So then, so then we were just like getting the corner, making out or something like teenager parties. And, um, yeah, so everyone was like, okay, well that's her like other boyfriend, <laughs> like when her real boyfriend isn't here. So that's how people kind of knew that. And then eventually me and my boyfriend at the time broke up because he was like, oh, I don't want to, it's too hard for me. I don't want to do this. So I said, okay. I kind of, my mom was like, wow, you took that like really well. So she didn't know that I was seeing Frank at the time too. <laughs> so she's like, wow, you took that so well. Like that was your first boyfriend and first love and whatever. And I was like, yeah, well, like I'm not gonna, whatever. I think cause I was already seeing Frank. So I was like, fine. <laughs> Frank was like, well, like now that he's not your boyfriend, like, why don't I be your boyfriend? You could be my girlfriend. I was like, sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> why not? So what happened was we did that, but then we automatically, I think we just kind of talked about like what we were doing before. Cause he was seeing other girls and he was like, I still kind of like them. And I said, that's fine. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And then, um, there was some kind of, there were some guys in high school that I was like interested into in my high school. So he was like, okay, like, whatever, let's just keep doing what we're doing. So we kept doing what we're doing. And then eventually though, my now ex-boyfriend, I saw him again that summer because we went to summer camp for cadets and he wanted to get back together. And I said, well, I don't know how that's going to work because I'm already with, I'm already with Frank. So my, so my ex was not happy. He was like, that's, I didn't want that. Like I wanted to get back with you and then he can be the side thing and I'll be your like real boyfriend. And I was like, well, no, it doesn't work like that now. So, (laughs) so you gotta be okay with whatever I have. So he said, okay, fine. Let's see if it works. So we tried to work it out. It didn't work out because he ended up going to the army Mm -hmm. and he was like, I don't want to do long distance again. So I said, okay, well we're done. So, and by now you were in high school by now. I was in high school and he was like two years older. So I was already like 16. He was 18 at 18. You can go to the army. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, we're done. I don't want to do this. So, and I don't want to do the back and forth. So yeah, me and Frank, I don't even know where to start. We've just had a lot of ups and downs in this like non-monogamy thing. There was even a point where we just had to like make it monogamous for a while because I think we just didn't know how to just be together to get like just me and him. So there was some struggles, especially if you've been together for that long. It's like, it's impossible not to have your struggles with it. Well, and also when you're starting from a really young age, like you're growing, you're growing up together too and and maturing too through your teenage years, as well as trying to figure out non-monogamy and trying to figure out your relationship. And there's a lot going on there. 
there's a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, we didn't really know who we were. Like we were, and we went to two different high schools. So that was a struggle. And then it was also a struggle to like hide what we were doing from our families because our families are not very, we just based on what our families are like, like my family's very religious. So they, I know for sure they were never going to be on board with it. And then his family would be like, not, they're not religious, but they're very judgy. So we had to keep it quiet. And then like, we actually kept it a secret from our friends because we didn't want them to judge us and we didn't want it to get back to other people's parents. So I think we were just really, really struggling with that too, because we were like, nobody will understand this. It was really hard. So I think that's, I think that's why at one point we did ended up making it monogamous at some point because we said, we're keeping so many secrets from everybody. So like, it's too hard. Mm -hmm. So throughout, throughout high school, I mean, there was the the guy from the cadets, but beyond that, were you both just kind of like casual dating or hooking up with other people, even though you were together or was it, were you doing this like together? You would go and find other people, I guess. How did you, we would find people separately and then we would just let each other know. And whenever another person got involved, like I will say, okay, there was this guy, I'll call him Andrew. There was this guy, Andrew, that was really invested in like, in me. I, we were in the same class. He knew I had a boyfriend and I let him know if you want to date or whatever, you're going to have to be okay that I already have a boyfriend. And he was, he was actually all for it, but I was, I don't know. There was something in me that didn't want to do it for some reason. But then I talked to, I talked to Frank about it and he's like, you know what? It's okay. Like just go on a date and see how it goes. Um, so for me, I went on a date with this Andrew and then it actually was very nice. It was good. We dated for like seven months and like we went to the school dances together. He helped me with my homework. I was really bad at math. So he was really good. So my, and when my mom asked questions, like, who is this guy? I'm like, Oh, he's my best friend. So yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then Frank, he actually was seeing this girl, her name was Cassie and she lived pretty far out from us, not too far, but, oh, they were really cute, actually, now that I look back. They were t- together for a long time. They were together before I was in the picture, I think, and they were together for so long, but then, like, it just kind of fizzled out because she had a lot of mental health problems, so she was, like, she couldn't maintain the relationship, and he was, like, supportive. He was, like, no, like, I like I will support you, like, whatever help you need, but she kind of, like, she actually ended it because she was, like, no, like, I feel like for myself, for my health, I just need to let you go, so... Yeah, and I thought it was mature for her for, like, our age at that time, just for her to be like, no, like, I can't bring you into this. Yeah. So, yeah, and, like, yeah, no, they were really cute. I was actually like, they're really cute together. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so, and we actually went on a double date, one like, once with them. Like, it was me and Andrew and then Cassie, Cassie and Frank. And, yeah, we went on a double date, and it was, it was like, kind of cute because then they actually, like, kind of, like, liked each other, and they were like, oh, like, we should go on a date or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And then we were like, me and Frank were like, totally go for it. Like, we don't care. Then it'll be totally like funny. Like when we tell each other stories, but then they yeah. ended up not doing it just because they thought it was weird. <laughs> so they were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was like, that was cute and fun. But then it mostly, it was just like casual. Let's just do whatever. And I think at the time, I think I was 16 and then I already had lost. I had already started having sex. So then it was just like hookups or the casual encounters wasn't until I was like 19 and then Frank was 18 that that's when it's kind of started snowballing 
into that, but then it was very short. I think it was six months. And then we, ha- we stopped it and became monogamous for like a year or two because it was getting really hectic for us, like keeping it a secret from everyone. So yeah, we actually didn't come out to our friends till like a couple of years ago, like three or four years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. I guess when you, so you kind of came to this mutual decision of like, well, we're going to, we're going to close our relationship back up, but it doesn't sound like it was because you weren't enjoying it or it wasn't good for your relationship. It was more the struggle of keeping it a secret and the chaos of like trying to hide it. Was there, yeah. was there, when you guys made that decision, were you sort of like, let's, let's do this for now, but someday I want to revisit this. And I think this is the way we will ultimately be. But for the time being, we need to, we need to just shut it down for a little bit. Yeah, we definitely um, had said we were going to revisit it at a later time. But then what happened was instead of revisiting it, we actually ended up going on a break because I think it was just the stress of it all. And then, you know, growing up together, it was, we kind of knew it was going to happen. We just didn't want it. So we Mm -hmm. just said, look, let's take some time apart and see if this is actually what we want. And like, we'll revisit it and like, and then we'll revisit the entire relationship and see where it goes. So yeah, so me and Frank broke up for a bit. I think I was 20, 20, 21. I was 21 years old, actually, and he was 20. So what happened was then, at the time, my ex, so the ex that when I was 14 had broken up with me, to go, and then he went to the Army. Mm-hmm. He came back into my life at that time. And he, the reason, like... I think I need to share this too, but when me and Frank were together, we were kind of going back and forth, me and my ex. So I'll I'll name him like, I'll name him Charlie. So me and Charlie were going back and forth and Charlie was like, I don't know what happened, but he was still like enamored and he's like, you're the one that got away and whatever. So yeah. So we were going back and forth a lot. And then even, even Frank was like, are you sure that's like what you want to do? Because like, he like wasn't serious about you. And now like, you know, so I was like, okay, it's fine. So then Charlie came back in my life and I said, look, me and Frank are on a break. So let's give it a go. So he said, okay. So he was actually serious. He was like, he wasn't living. He was living like two provinces away because we live in Canada. And, um, he was like, look, I'm done in the army now. He just finished. And he's like, but I'm serious. I like want to make it work with you. Like I want to like be with you. I get a condo where you live. And like, and he actually got it. Like he got the keys. He like, he was ready to move. Like he had the lease going, like he was ready to move. And I was like, okay, he's serious. Like he wants to be in a relationship or whatever. Right. So I was like, ready to kind of move in with him and I, I wasn't telling my parents yet but like I had just finished university I was like you know I was working so it shouldn't have been a problem and I and my parents knew I wasn't the type of person to stay at home till I was 30 like I was like no I need to leave so but um yeah I was like slowly moving my stuff in then a mutual friend of ours um actually messaged me and said hey um is Charlie moving in with you and whatever and I was like uh, yeah, why? Like, how do you know that? And then he messaged, then he sent me a screen. This is like iPhones already existed, right? So he sent me screenshots of a conversation he had, and he had a girlfriend the whole time, and he didn't tell me. Oh, Charlie did. Yeah, Charlie had a girlfriend. So I was not impressed. So then what I did was Charlie hadn't moved in yet to his condo. So I like took all my stuff out, and then I just like, I just like waited till the day he came. 
I came to the same time and I was like, Hey, do you want to explain this to me? And he looked at it and he was like, he didn't even deny it. And he's like, I will, I was going to break up with her. I was just waiting for the right time. And I was like, no, that's not okay. Like you need to be open and honest with people. And I was like, and for my own values, I don't appreciate that. And I don't like that because like you went behind this person, you basically cheated on this person. (laughs) And like, yeah, you cheated on this person. You didn't tell them me and you were already hooking up (laughs) at this time. So I don't understand why you did that. And then he didn't deny it. And then I was like, look, you can live alone because <laughs> I don't want to live with somebody who like, who's really just, who you're just disrespecting your relationship. It doesn't matter like that you didn't like, well, like he lied to me because I didn't even know he had a girlfriend. So I was like, you lied to me. You lied to your girlfriend. You, and like, I had to find out through somebody else. Yeah. So if, if he had told yeah. you the truth, if he had said, Hey, I have a girlfriend, but I'd like to move in with you. Would you have gone? Would like would that have been okay with you? At that time, no, because we were already hooking up. Well, I mean, if he had so. told you before you if, started if, hooking up, if he had up. told you at the very beginning, yeah, if he had been honest with you from the start, mm-hmm. like I have a girlfriend, but she I'd, knows and she's cool yeah. with this, yeah. Yes, if he had told me from the start, like, and that she also knew and that she was okay with it, and we had like it's a complicated situation, I would have been like, yeah, that's totally fine. But he didn't, so then that kind of ruined everything Mm -hmm. and she found out obviously she found out that he did that so then oh yeah so i started getting messages from burner phone and she was like you're a slut you're a whore like can't believe you did that so i was like oh man i don't have time for this drama so um, you didn't know anything no i didn't i was like i even told her and i said it was very short because i didn't want to go too long but i said look as you I'm very sorry and like if you want to talk about this we can meet and talk about it she didn't want to talk about it so um that was that unfortunately um this is a this was a toxic relationship that Charlie had and he is still with her they're actually engaged now so yeah well I yeah at at some point it's not your problem not your problem no and I, I even like Frank and I were going back and forth about it because me and Charlie are still friends. I've known Charlie's for a very long time. I've known him for 16 years now. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's, there's still going to be a part of me that always wants the best for him and wants to like make sure he's okay. And yeah, of course. He's a friend. Yeah. We still talk and we're like, we, we know what's going on in each other's lives, but we've definitely had put a boundary about romantic relationships because especially because he's still with the girl <laughs> that he cheated on and then they've um non-stop been cheating on each other ever since yeah interesting not not ideal no no but you and you at some point you and frank got back together do get back together yes we got back together i think that was after a little bit after that fiasco so i think i think it was four months after that fiasco <laughs> we got back together um uh, he was like, I just letting you know on our break, I like slept with a couple of girls and I said, that's fine. I expected that it was a break. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And then I told him about Charlie and then he was like, he was flabbergasted. He was like, what the heck? <laughs> like he knew Charlie from before. Okay. And we like, they didn't get along, but they knew each other, but he didn't think Charlie would do something like that. He's like, I never thought Charlie would cheat. Cause he was very like against cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when yeah. you, when you and Frank got back together, 
did you lay out sort of guidelines on how you wanted the relationship to look moving forward? And had you talked about you wanting to be open or you wanted to go back into a closed again? At that time, we we said to have it closed, I think, because we wanted to, like, focus on our school. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I had just gotten back to school to finish, like, my, like, to finish the rest of my, like, specializations. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, ju- he hadn't finished yet, too, and he was just in the thick of his degree. So he said, well, let's just focus on school because our school was really rigorous. Yeah. And then because we won't have time for each other if we we're doing what we're doing. So I said, okay, that's fine. So we were fine for like a couple of years. And, um, but then with fast forward, I think I was 23 or 24. I went to a vacation in Disney world. So uh-huh. I went with my friend and like me and her went out together, whatever. And, um, yeah, no, I was 23. And then what happened was when I got back home, I was going to see Frank and then Frank's like, I have to tell you something. So then Frank was like, I cheated on you while you're away in Disney world. <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God. Cause you, you had agreed to have a close relationship at that point. Yeah. And before I had left for Disney world, I said, look, we're both, we're both almost finished school. I'm done. I was done school already. And that's why I was going to Disney world was to help celebrate and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's revisit it it had been two years since we had talked about it. I was like, let's revisit because that's inherently what we are. And we, and it was working out for us very well. I was like, let's revisit when I get back. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to start. I don't want to talk about this before I leave. I don't want to have anything going on or whatever. So he basically tried to make the choice for us. And I was not happy. I was like, why would you do this? Right, because you wanted to have that conversation when you came back and you were open to opening up the relationship again, but kind of under your, like, both of your terms, not just one of your terms. Yeah, so I was not happy, and we we, we broke up. Um, well, I was going to say, more importantly, you could have been hooking up with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, honestly, I could have been, like, Gaston had, had his eye on me, like, <laughs> like, you know it. Like, I was like... I could have had all these Disney princes. And, <laughs> and the bad thing is the girl that he cheated on, I had met her multiple times. Like, she knew our situation. And, yeah, and she cheated on her boyfriend, too. So it was like, what's wrong with you people? So I was not happy. I was like, Frank. <laughs> and we were talking about moving in, too. I was like, why does this always happen when I want to move in with someone? So I was like, you know, maybe it wasn't for me. I wasn't meant to move in with people. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not moving in with you when I'm breaking, we're breaking up. Like I can't do this. So we broke up and that was it. And I, I took some time for myself. I think it was like six months. I took some time for myself and I actually didn't date anyone. I was pretty single. I was, I was scared. I was going to be that cat lady because I already had four cats like at my parents' house. <laughs> I was like, I, that's it. I'm the cat lady. Like I've already accepted it. So, and my friends were like, you're not going to be a cat lady. Like you're fine, whatever. So I had like blocked Frank, like off my social media, blocked him on like my phone. Like I was like, I just need to like take a break away from him because I'm pretty upset about what he did. <laughs> so yeah. So then six months later, I decided after that, I got through my grieving phase because, you know, we had to be together a long time at that point. Yeah. So I got through my grieving phase and then 
I unblocked him on everything. And then um, I think he, he was good because he knew that I did it, that he didn't message me at all. So it gave me time. And then I messaged him and I said, okay, let's, can we meet on this day? And it was like a public place so that, you know, let's meet and let's talk about what happened and like whatever and how to move forward. Cause I'm like, even if after this, we don't get back together or like try to make it work, at least I want to leave as friends. Yeah. So me and Frank met and we basically, it was actually, we were sitting at like a park nearby, like eating fish and chips. And we were at that park for four hours. <laughs> Because I, I was just, I told him, I was like, look, I'm very upset and I don't know how I'm going to move forward because you took away the choice that we were supposed to make together. Yeah. And you, well, he broke your trust. Yeah. And he broke my trust. So I was like, I don't know how I'm going to move forward. And like, the thing is like, I have a lot of history with you, but it doesn't mean anything when you break someone's trust. And he was like, I'm sorry and blah, blah. And he actually, he pulled out this do a tank. And it had letters from every single day that like we, from when we had broken up and just like, it was just like basically the same thing of like, he was sorry. And it was, it was always like the two pager, like a front to back about he was sorry and like how he, had, he regrets it. And he had like a lot of reflection and I don't know why, but then when I saw that tang and I started reading it, I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's give it another shot. <laughs> so yeah. So you left the park together. We left the park together, but not like, officially like we left it as let's work on our relationship and I said let's not open it up right now <laughs> at this moment because I need to build that because yeah the foundation because in my yeah because I said in my mind in order for me to be okay with our with opening up a relationship I need to trust the person I'm with of course like that I want to be with. And then he was like, okay, I totally understand. And it was good. Like we were, we, then we, we were monogamous for about a year and then we opened it up right after that. So what, what, what was the decision? I mean, how did you come back to that decision? Like you. Of opening it up? Yeah. Because it had been on again, off again in many different ways. Yeah. And very tumultuous. How did the two of you, get to a point where you decided, yeah, we're where we want to be and let's open this up and see how we can do it together. Yeah. I think it was a lot of, um, the way we communicated was a lot different. Um, I think, I think being a little bit more grown up helped a lot (laughs) and having that six month apart was helpful. Um, because before we would just kind of like sporadically be like, I hooked up with this person or whatever. Like we would tell each other like the day after or the day before. And it was just kind of like mindless. It was almost like mindless hooking up or casually hooking up with people. And then I think what we got to the point where we were like, we don't want to hook up with people. Like we actually want to have an emotional like connection and Mm -hmm. actually know them and actually like date them. (laughs) Because I think that was what was missing between me and Frank for a while was we were missing that kind of, we were kind of missing that piece because I think we were so, we were so absorbed with like what was going on in our lives, like outside of the relationship that we didn't like focus on the relationship at all. Right. And I I could say I was at fault too, because I, there was times where like I would push our, push our relationship to the back burner because I was more concerned about impressing my friends or like hanging out with my friends after work instead of like hanging out with him like I promised so I could say for that part like I I definitely put the relationship on the back burner for a bit because I was just like 
I want to, I want to like be with my friends and I want to know what's going on at all times. At one point I was like looking at my phone more than I was like paying attention to him. And so I, I have a, I have a two part question. Yeah. So the first part is, do you think the fact that like you were really young yeah, made it so that it really didn't work out in the traditional sense what do you, the relationship? The relationship or having it be an open relationship. And the and the second part of that question is well I, I guess I guess answer the first part because I don't want to I don't want to influence your answer. Okay. Can you just repeat the first one again? <laughs> yeah, maybe because I asked it really terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. So, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so the so the first part is do you think the fact that you were so young and I guess just learning about yourselves contributed to the fact that it it just it didn't work out. You would try to open it and then it didn't work and then you would try to close it and that didn't work and then you tried to you tried a couple of different things and none of them really seemed to quote unquote work in terms of um somebody not having a, a, a fuck up along the way. Yeah. I think being young was like a big thing. And being young and not understanding what was happening was like, I think was the biggest thing for us was because we, we couldn't put a name to what we were doing. Right. Right. So we were just like, like, what is this that we're actually doing? Yeah. So we kept saying it's an open relationship, open relationship, but we were like, we ourselves didn't understand what an open relationship was. Like we're young. We don't understand how relationships should be working. And I think the other part was, like I said had before was that we were trying to do something and then inherently we were, we had nobody to talk to about it. Like, because we were keeping it a secret. Right. And I think that was one of the, that wasn't the biggest part, but um, I think that was definitely a big contributing factor because it was just stressing us out more because we were like running around like in corners, like making sure nobody saw us. Like we were stressed that, like our parents were going to see us out and about and yeah. And like, we just didn't understand. We didn't understand how relationships work because we were so young. Right. So not only was that a good factor for us because we were in one together, but then we were like, so how are we supposed to maintain these with other people too? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, and, I, and so the second part of that question is, you know, based on everything you said, it was a lot of like, I wanted to spend time with my friends and I didn't put our relationship first. All the things that, honestly, in my opinion, should be happening when you're 15, 14, 13, 20. Like, that's yeah. that's okay to have those things happening. On the one hand, you could say, well, it's because you were really young and it didn't work out. But on the flip side, it almost seems like it was a perfect model for the the stage of life you were in and the age you were that, like, you got to kind of have a boyfriend and a really close friend we also got to hook up with other people and explore what you were interested in and yeah. spend time with your friends. Like it's, it's almost like it, you could look at it and say, well, it didn't work, but at the same time, it was almost the perfect model for where you were in, in life. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah. guess that wasn't so much a question as an observation, but I guess I was curious what, how you, how you look at it in terms. Yeah. I mean, like, I think what I, I got out of that whole, fiasco from 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 us was that we learned a lot 
from that breakup about each other. And then we also learned about, yeah, like we're supposed to like have the time of our lives. Like this is the time that we should be doing it, you know? But I think we were so, for myself anyway, not so much Frank, because Frank didn't come from a religious family, but from my like background, like a religious family, like it was like, you're supposed to be like, you know, make, you're supposed to make it work with one person at all times. Like you're not supposed to like, you're not supposed to stray too far from it. So, and like my family is, is like very traditional. So I think that was also what I was struggling with. It's like, Oh, my family, like, this is not what, like, this is not what I was taught. Like I need to like, and you know, and I went to private school too. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you were pushing against all sorts of societal norms and family yeah. pressures. Yeah. So for me, it was like not normal to always like, and like the way it is, like what well, the way I was taught to was like, you always put your like family and your like whoever you're with first and you never put your friends and other people like in front of that. Yeah. So when you and Frank decided to open it back up, how, how did you approach it differently? And how has it gone since then? Yeah. So we approached it differently by, we actually downloaded dating apps <laughs> this time around. Um, and for dating apps were fairly new still, but we downloaded them and, we actually sought out people who were also like non-monogamous because mm-hmm. we didn't want to have another like fiasco with what happened to my, my ex to Charlie. And, um, there was also a situation that happened with him. Actually, I'll get into that now, actually. So there was a girl he was seeing who, uh, with Alex, I'm sorry. Huh? With, I don't know where that name came from. She just made up a random name. (laughs) With Frank. (laughs) He was seeing this girl named Cheyenne, and Cheyenne um, was not monogamous. She was monogamous. So, but she understood the situation, and she was like, well, I like him, and I know that he has, like, this girlfriend, but I'm going to try to make it work. Mm -hmm. But then it ended up not working, because then she was like, you have to choose me or her, and he was like, no, that's not how this works. And so, so that one didn't work out, but you presumably have been navigating it somewhat successfully on, on both sides or are yeah. you still fairly new to having, having no, opened it back up? No, figured it out now. So like, um, the first one that I had after that, um, his name was, his name was Brent and he had a wife. So mm-hmm. Um, but she, they were, they were not monogamous and I met the wife. We actually went on double dates with them. And then, um, it went really good. Actually, it was really good for a year, but then it kind of just fell off because something happened between him and his wife. I can't really say mm-hmm. but something happened. It was pretty bad. And, um, he uh, lied to her and I actually chose to step away from it. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> because it was, yeah. I, yeah. I said, I feel like I, so I told Brett, I was like, I feel like I'm complicating things for your marriage. And if it was me and if I was married to Frank, I, I would appreciate, I would respect that first other person more because sometimes you need, and I said like, you need to focus on your marriage and your relationship. So I need to step away. Right. So so I stepped away. So yeah. Thinking back, like, well, I guess you can answer the rest of Finn's question that I'll answer one. So like, what does it look like now? Um, for myself, for both of you, like, are you still, um, like, are you 
you have an open relationship right now and moving forward, do you see that changing? No, we don't see it changing. And and you actively, you're dating other people, trying to find other relationships. It's not, not necessarily just like hooking up and like, uh, like it was back in the, in ele- uh, not elementary school. <laughs> Elementary school. I went, back, I went back a little too far there. Back in high school. Um, yeah, no, we we tried to seek out relationships to have with people. Sure. His right now, it's very sporadic because he tours so much that he can't see them as often. Yeah. So one girl in particular, he's seeing. They've been seeing each other for a year, actually. So um, he doesn't see her as often as he wants because he's always gone, and he kind of even said like you know, I choose to see you more than her because I, you're my priority. So, but I said, you know, like we could talk about it because if you want to see her more, like that's fine. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she wants to see you more too. So yeah. And she's like, she, I like, I like her. She's very, very nice and she's great. It's just like, she wasn't religious before and now she is, but she knew that we were non-monogamous, but she's also kind of non-monogamous, but she was like, oh, no, I'm just casually dating. And I'm like, but you've been casually dating these people for, like, two years. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I feel like, but I was like, that's okay, that's your thing, so. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't involve you right now. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, that's fine, do your thing then, and whatever. But they, they, they really like each other, so they've been seeing each other for, like, for a year, so a year and a half now, yeah. So do you remember when... I guess, or how you actually started learning some of the terminology like polyamory or non-monogamous or, uh, I guess, and learning more about what people were doing outside of, you know, high school relationships. Yeah. So actually when I, when we started, when we opened it up again, that's when we researched it. So yeah, we researched it. And then the person, the very first person I saw so Brent, so Brent and his wife, mm-hmm. he actually taught me and she did too, because they had, they were very well versed and they were actually like in the poly community. So they actually brought me to like a lot of the poly like meetings and stuff. Oh, good. And, yeah. Yeah. And then they brought me to, um, we have this thing called, uh, oh my God, what's it called? I'm trying to remember, but it's like a very, it's a LGBTQ like um, association. I'm actually trying to remember what it's called, but they, mm-hmm. they actually focus on like non-monogamy specifically and they have meetings every week. So that's support, support and community for you too. Yeah. So I was going to those meetings and like learning terminology, like understanding like ethical versus non-ethical, like non-monogamy and stuff. And, um, yeah, it was very refreshing because, um, I still go every now and then, not as often as I do, but I just go just to like freshen up on things, like see people that I haven't seen in a while. So yeah, no, they taught me like the different kind of like non-monogamy. So you're like, oh, they're like poly and then there's like the hierarchies and like not hierarchies. So then it was really nice to understand it more. And I think that's also what helped me and Mike's relationship was because we were both going to them. Okay, good. Yeah. And, and understanding like, okay, what is polyamory? What is non-monogamy? what are, what are the different kinds of relationships? How are we, how, how can we make it better for ourselves and for other people? So were there, were there things in there that you and him learned along the way that kind of changed and, and shaped, you know, some, like some key takeaways that you got out of those meetings or those, those group sessions where you came back and you're like, 
I think we need to do this, or we should try that, or we were doing this wrong. Like some some key takeaways that you came back from. Yes. So the key things we took away was like the communication part, because we had struggled a little bit with that. The other thing that we also took away from that was um, it was just kind of understanding like the different, like I think the most important thing was trying to understand like the ethical part. And I think, I don't know if we were doing it right or not, but we were definitely like more, um, we definitely did more of a push where we tried to get like our other partners to mutually agree to form relationships with others as well. And, Mm -hmm. and not even just with like, they go and seek out other people, but it was kind of like our thing. Like they need to be able to have respect for us, for our partner, our main partner too. (laughs) So yeah. So I was like, yeah, I have my nesting partner and you need to respect that, that and you need to respect him because for me, I think, and we both also don't talk bad about each other, like to our other partners and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Because we were like, if we have an issue with each other, we need to talk about it to each other. And then if I have an issue with my partner, I will talk to them about that. So. Right. Not, not burden your, um, your, not burden Frank or any of your other partners with your stress and issues with any of them. Yeah. Because we're like, that's not fair. Right. And yeah. And then that's kind of the same with the communication thing. Like if I have a problem, I should be able to tell you about it and work it up yeah you take it up take it up with the partner who that problem is with not not with everybody else in your in the polycule yeah yeah exactly yeah so that was important for us because we were like okay because we that's why we we even have like kind of like a boundary thing me and him like we have like a sign like we just like do our two fingers on both hands and we just like say like stop because once we start either frank or i start getting like riled up about something that one of our partners did we like do the sign we're like no we're not talking about this like <laughs> like talk to them about it now so right right yeah I mean, that's good though that it sounds like you know and, and you said you weren't sure if you were doing it ethically or not i think if you even just looking way back to you know when you found out that um charlie, charlie was was cheating on his girlfriend the fact that you called you know, called that out and, and made it stop. And the fact that the same thing when it happened with Frank and it just sounds like every, at every corner, when there was something dishonest happening, you were the one to put the brakes on. So it, it definitely seems like ethical behavior was, was always at the forefront. So I, Mm -hmm. that's my, my two cents on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think because I don't know for me, in the back of my mind already, I kind of knew it was like, I always thought about if what if I was in that position, like, what if, what if someone did that to me? Yeah. So that's always what I th- think about because I'm like, I don't want someone to do that to me. So right. why would I condone it? Even if it wasn't being done to me directly. So. Have you, have you t- ended up telling your parents and family and friends at this point, or are you still keeping that secret? Yeah. I have told my parents. We have not told Frank's parents, but all our friends know. Okay, so you you cut out for two seconds. You said you haven't told your parents, or you have? Have not told my parents or okay. Frank's parents, okay. but friends know. Like all our friends know. Right. And were most people or all people supportive? Yes, they're very supportive. Um, 
they thought it was wild when I've told them. <laughs> They're like, what? And then they started putting pieces together. They're like, oh my God, that's why like you said you couldn't come out for this one night, but then Frank wasn't home. So then where were you going? <laughs> so like, yeah. So like little things that like I would do, like not inherently outright lie to them, but I would just leave out pieces of information. It started coming together to them. Yeah. So they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, they were like, you were, like, so slick. And I was like, yeah, I just don't want to be slick anymore. I just want to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I think that's the best way to, to approach it. It's not easy for everybody, and not everybody can do it. But if you can do it, I think it's it's awesome to be able to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, right now I'm seeing somebody. Like, <laughs> I've been seeing him for a year. And he inherently said he was, oh, I don't know how to explain this. He said he's romantically monogamous, so he'll love one person, but uh-huh. he'll, like, he'll have, like, relationships with um, other people. Yeah. But, like, but just more, like, sexual, not really emotional. Sure. So I said, that's fine. But he's, I think, we're having a struggle right now because I think he's, he's gained feelings. He said he's gained some feelings. He he won't delve into how how much of those feelings are, but I'm pretty sure they're pretty deep. And I think right now he's struggling because, like, he's been on dating, but like what he's looking for is always kind of like me. So he's yeah, trying so to look for. You said you cut out for a second. So you said he's been on dating apps trying to look for people, but he's looking for people that are very similar to you. Yes. So. But I even said everyone's different, so and you need to like not look (laughs) for someone that's like me. You need to just spread your wings, kind of thing. But then he was, then I don't know, he kind of just muttered under his breath. But like, I think we're having some issues now because his his friends were coming up to me and saying he kind of wishes you weren't married to Frank. Like he wants to be, he kind of like hinted he wanted to get to be married to you or have that option. So um, I was like, okay, me, me, and uh. Me and this person need to talk now. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's getting complicated. Like, he had, he wasn't, he was poly, like, before he said, like, he was like, I was poly. It just, I didn't like it. So yeah. I was like, okay. He didn't really delve into it. But from what I heard from him um, is that his main partner wasn't giving him enough attention uh. and was more... Um, I guess it wasn't what he was looking for because she wanted, she didn't want, she wanted like relationship anarchy. She didn't want to be bound by set rules. Yeah. Whereas he wanted set rules. Right. So it kind of ruined, for for what he said that it ruined the poly thing for him because he was like, I don't want to do that because I got hurt really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and to be fair, like you, you say that things are getting complicated, but really, all relationships are complicated, right? Whether you're in a monogamous or non-monogamous relationship, it's just whether each one, yeah, each one is different uh, in different styles, but everything is, life is complicated. So what I'm saying is I think it's okay. Like, even though it may be tricky and feel uncomfortable to navigate some of these situations, um, and it's definitely not always easy. I'm not saying that at all, but it's, also part of life yeah 
Yeah. And I was trying to explain, he's older than me. He's like 30, I'm 27. He's 32. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, so I told him I, cause he wanted a family, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I understand. And I was trying to tell him, I, I was like, I understand you're like, your tr- the traditional way of what people want in the family where it's just like one, one, like one man, one woman, you have your kids and that's it. Right. Traditional way. But, right. and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I came from a traditional family and my family's happy. Like there's nothing, you know, but I said, but like, I was kind of trying to open his mind up. I was like, I wasn't trying to force him, but I said, but like, wouldn't it, would it be so bad that like, if our kids had two dads and a mom or something like, and we all raised them together. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what was his response? He didn't have one. Yeah. Well, he probably hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have one. He kind of was like a little resistant to it. Cause he's like, yeah, he was kind of like, no, but like, but then like, what if I never get time with my kids? And I'm like, you know, I equally split my time between you and Frank. <laughs> like I was like, I told them that straight up. I was like, I make it work so that I spending equal times with them because now I'm, I'm spending like half my week with Frank and then I spend like half my week with, I, I spent half my week with the, with the other person. Uh-huh. So, so when you, when you and Frank came back to this, had you laid out some rules that you said this other guy's former girlfriend who sort of broke the rules and wanted relationship anarchy, had you and Frank laid out rules and, and have they sort of shifted over time? Like, had you ever thought that you would be splitting your time 50-50 between your husband and another man, or or is that sort of a new sort of revelation? That's kind of new. It just kind of happened with this this guy right now. But, um, no, at first we had, like, it was just kind of, like, small rules, like, oh, we can't sleep over at their place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then that changed. But I think that was when we moved in. We actually moved in together officially, and then we were like, do whatever you want. So... <laughs> Yeah, just communicate, basically. Yeah, just tell me if you're not going to be home so I don't have to, like, worry about having dinner for you or, like, wait up, waiting up for you to come home kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think that was our only one. We, just, we couldn't sleep over at the other person's place. And I think it's just because we were, like, we don't even live together. So, like, yeah. But, no, right now, I like, I don't even think we really – our rules are just, like, you know, we have family functions. We need to, like, make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, if we – haven't seen the other person in a couple of days, we should probably make some time for, for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just like, honestly, it's just like safety and honesty and like um, protection, like using condoms and stuff. Yeah. I was curious. Did you lay out ground rules around your sexual health and your sexual safety? Yeah. So me and him are fluid bonded, me and Frank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but with everybody else, we use like condoms and stuff like, and I'm, and I'm on birth control. I'm on an IUD. So like, to double the protection and we had to prank one kids then we would cease like the sexual activities with others just for safety if you said if you if you two um decided you wanted kids yeah 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 so we so i said i would stop my sexual activities with others just because i don't want to <laughs> be like who's the father yeah. <laughs> so yeah right, yeah right, of course right. yeah but even but frank was actually very like even if it ended up not being mine DNA, like it's still my, it's still my kid. So yeah. Like yeah. he would treat it as his anyway. He was like, it doesn't matter if you accidentally got pregnant by, by whoever, like I would still treat it as my kid no matter what. So. Wow. Yeah. That's, 
actually pretty awesome of him yeah. to say yeah. that. I mean, just that shows that shows how supportive supportive he is. Yeah, and I kind of said too, if you got another person pregnant, like if they were open to it, I would be totally okay to be like taking care of taking care of your child too. So yeah, yeah. Well, and um, when this episode comes out, it will one just before it a few that we'll mention at the intro here is with someone who grew up in a poly family and they recount the whole experience from their point of view and it's fascinating. So it totally can work Uh, and go listeners go back and check that one out. Yeah. 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 But uh, I just want to put that out there because it's very related and we just did that interview recently. So it's fresh in my mind too. Uh, Yeah. The growing up in a poly family with multiple parent, yeah, like the example, like, like you said, is with, um, you know, like one mom and two dads or vi- any type of combination. It it really can work. It just it depends what, I guess, what people are open to and want, want to do. Yeah. yeah, I actually, I work in um, social services. Mm-hmm. So I actually have some families who are poly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like I never talk about my personal life to them. Um, just because it's like a professional boundary I have, but they, they're more than open to me. And like, they like disclosed to me that like, okay, we're in the poly family. So like, I was like, okay, that's fine. Cause like, you know, I'm in a job that I'm not supposed to be judgmental at all. Right. So, and because I was like, I'm coming from a background like that, I was totally like, oh yeah. And so they'd be like, oh my gosh, like, thank God. Like, you know, our consultants always give us a judging look, but like, you're the first one that has it. And I was like, no, like you, whatever you need, just tell me. And like, I can make it work. So yeah. Yeah, and it's nice because, like, I feel like they kind of know hiddenly that I am because they'd be like, I need a counselor that's like specializes in poly or like non-monogamy. And then I like, I have this full list all ready to go and I send it to them and they're like, oh, that was like really quick. And I was like, yeah, I just, just doing my job. So, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they kind of know, like, like, it, but they just won't say it. So I'm like, that's fine. But like, yeah, I, yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. professional boundary there, but it's, it's, uh, I guess yeah. it's, it must be good to feel like you're giving those people a safe space too. Yeah. And they even said they don't really tell anyone. And like, I'm one of the first consultants that they like trust to tell. So they've actually been like coming to me and it's nice because I learned things from them and they, I, and about like how they live their lives, like non-monogamy or poly, whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And there's actually one family I work with and they have like a group, like marriage basically going on. Like they all live in this big house together and like, like, all the kids call them mom and dad. Like, doesn't matter who it is. Aww, wow. That's yeah. So, it's so cool that they make that work, right? Yeah. It's just. Yeah. There's actually a funny story where, like, <laughs> it was just all the kids and the dads because the moms all went out together as, like, a thing. Like, just for a girl's night out. So all the moms went out. Uh-huh. They left all the dads with the kids and stuff. And then, like, the kids were, like, asking for something, and they were like, go ask your mom. <laughs> and, like, they were like, what? <laughs> they're not here (laughs) so yeah and they kept being like okay now go ask your dad they were like literally going around in circles asking like all the dads (laughs) so yeah it was kind of funny that way so yeah very cool yeah Yeah. well i mean is there anything that we haven't covered yeah that we haven't covered that you were hoping to get out there and share any any last parting words I think mine would just be like, <laughs> whether you're opening or closing your relationship, I would definitely, I think the biggest thing is to do your research for sure. And 
know the terminology, like kind of, because I feel like that's, that's what helped a lot in terms of having to make our relationship work better. Yeah. And yeah, because you need to know, like I have, um, the ethical slut, like sitting on our bookshelf. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's like the Bible that we call it. Right. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the Bible. Cause it's the practical guide to like poly relationships, whatever. That's basically what it is. I didn't, I actually got that from Brent. He had three copies sitting in his room. (laughs) (laughs) You need to read this because if you're going to start doing this, you need to like read this and know. Were were you able to get the Canadian translation? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I got, I got, I got that. I, I, it was just like, I was kind of blown away. I was like, how I was like, this book is older. (laughs) This book is old. Like, and I didn't even realize that it's like, what, 2009 or something? Yeah, I think so. it's about 10 years old. Yeah, but I think there's an updated version. But there's an updated there's version. There's some updated versions. So. Yeah, there's an updated one recently, I think. So, but the one that I had was from 2009. And I was like, this book has been around since I graduated high school and I didn't know about this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you could have used it a few years before. Yeah. I could have. I mean, like, yeah. So I got like the ethical slut. And then when I went to the, the non monogamy, went to like they gave me like more than two and then opening up so I feel like reading about those has been good because it definitely helped with me and Frank's relationship um I feel like that's why our marriage right now is going like really good like everybody kept talking about like oh your first years of marriage are always hard and I was like really because like we've been like sailing through it like crazy <laughs> like well, yeah. I was I was I was just curious on that, and then I'm, then we'll let you go for real. But yeah. you you say like it's going perfect, and I think there would be some people that maybe hear that you're splitting half your time with another guy, and yeah. half of your time is away from you, your husband. But then you say, well, it's going really great, and I think there's a lot of people that would hear that, and those two things would be contradictory to each other. But for you, I guess that's that's what you're looking for yeah because I think I'm very not needy but it's just like I really love spending time with people (laughs) so um but I also don't like spending too much time with one person yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah so and that's the same actually with with Frank Frank was like I love you and like you're like you're awesome but like sometimes I just need to be alone (laughs) so right right and I was like totally can be arranged so right. well and, yeah. and, and something you you glossed over very briefly you mentioned that frank was on tour he he tours around the country and around the world frequently yeah. so that opens up sort of a natural opportunity for you to be able to explore those without you're not just leaving them at home we'll have all time, alone. time apart yeah and, and it sounds like you wouldn't have even cared if you did so yeah no like I mean, like, he just needs, like, for me, I think for me, for him, he's more, um, like, introvert. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, for him, it's, like, he just needs time, like, away from everyone just to, he, he's talked about hurting himself for six months just to, like, get all, so he can compose the, he composes music, too. So, like, mm-hmm. so he can compose the music and be left alone. So, like, mm-hmm. he's that type of person where he just, like, he does not, he's never been the type of person to always need to be around people all the time. Right. So, yeah. So he was just like, no, I need like, I need space. (laughs) So. Well, I I mean, I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's a really easy thing for somebody who 
who doesn't understand that to latch on to and be like, well, how could her marriage possibly be going well? She only sees him half the week. But that that's what makes your marriage work. And and who are we to prescribe what that should be? Exactly. Yeah. And funnily enough, it's sometimes, it's actually my friends who are very like, like, oh, like, they were like, yeah, that does work. Because even they had said like, they're, most of them are monogamous, but even they had said like, sometimes I don't want to see my husband at all. <laughs> like, I don't want to see my boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, they just bother me all the time. So I just don't want to deal with it right now. <laughs> So I was like, yeah. I was like, I told you guys it works. Yeah. We don't yeah. know that's like at all. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never been able to relate to that sentence. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's funny how my friends were like crazy understanding, but yeah. yeah. I think if, if you talk to somebody who says that they've never felt that way, even a little bit, yeah. they're, they're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that too because I was like, Guys, I get sick of you. <laughs> like, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, like I, to my friends, I'm like, I get sick of you guys. Like, because um, the friends, my very, we have like my best friend circle. Like, we're very close, and mm-hmm. we all live like ten minutes away, and we see each other a lot. And sometimes they'll be like, "Oh, we're going." They were like, "Why are you busy?" I'm like, "No, I just don't want to see you." <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just very honest. They're like, "Nope, totally understand." Because yeah, because I was like, I have to see you like. Seven days a week, I think I would go crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 You need some space and time to do whatever you want to do. Well, and and if you're making it work, you're making it work. And 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 again, who's to say how you should be able to do that? So mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I even said to my friends, or I said to Frank, I was like, I spent two I went to I just came from vacation recently. I went to Japan. Uh-huh. So I I even told Frank though, because he didn't come, he was he was touring, so I was like, I'm going to go have fun. Will you work? So, Did you go uh, by yourself? No, I went with my family, so okay, my, parents, cool. my brother. But I, when I came back, because I was like three weeks in Japan, I was like, Frank, thank fucking God I'm home. Because spending 24-7 with my parents and my brother was not ideal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, for three weeks straight. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, and that, besides that, was Japan cool? Oh, Japan was awesome. Yeah. And they actually, this is a very interesting note about non-monogamy. They actually practice it, and but they don't openly like say it out loud. So, hmm. yeah, uh, well, uh, some of the the younger generation, so like kind of my age, a little bit younger. Yeah, um, they kind of like break the traditions of Japan because they were like they're like holding us back a bit, and like they said that like okay, and he wasn't BSing me because like I could tell when someone's kind of BSing me, he was not like this tour guide. He it's like a walking tour guide, and it was free, but he was telling me like. Sometimes in the clubs, like, they specifically have, they word it a certain way, but they specifically, like, a swingers or, like, orgy kind of club, and, like, that's what they do. They make them sign, like, forms to make sure, like, okay, like, you're consenting, and, like, they had a club, I think, where, where it was, like, like, they have different colors, so it was, like, I'm, I'm taken, and, like, but I'm allowed to play, or, like, I'm taken and looking for a relationship, or there was, like, I'm taken, but I'm not looking at all, I'm just here to, like, have fun. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's fascinating. Well, if there's any anyone from Japan that's listening, <laughs> yeah. please, please send us an email because we'd love to hear more about it. I had a lot of questions about it, but he was like, "No, I can't talk about it too much because it's like it's still like a secret, like a so like not like a secret secret, but like it's enough to be like yeah, it's openly more, it's more like taboo, right? Right. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like they have a crazy sex like life there, but the non-monogamy thing is like very like low key. So he even was like, you need to be like in the know. <laughs> and like, it's all like what they do. They don't put it on social media. So it's all like by word or they like the way they do their posters and stuff. Like they'll put like posters here and there and they word it certain ways. And that's how people find it. So it's like a hidden club. It's like fight club or something. I was like, wow. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Well. We would never tell anybody if somebody from Japan were, <laughs> were, yeah. to, were to want yeah. to come on the Scott's show, on we, would, we would keep it super secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was crazy because I, I had like mentioned non-monogamy for some reason. Like, I don't know. I think he, I was like rereading one of the, one of the books. I think it was open. Yeah. Opening up, I think. But yeah, I was just like rereading it and he saw it in my backpack and he was like, Oh, he's like, yeah, I read that book. Like, it was like he was trying because he was trying to learn English better. So he was reading non-monogamy books apparently. So Tristan will be so proud. I know. (laughs) I was like, wow, I can't believe you're like reading that to learn English better. But he was like, no. And then that's how it all started. He was like, yeah, no, it's like a hidden thing and blah, blah. And I was like, this is wild. (laughs) Like, why are you telling me this? Are you allowed to tell me this? So Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. So I take it your parents did not see the opening up book in your bag. No, they didn't go to like hiding certain things. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm like open with them. I like, they know, except for that part of my life. Like I know it's a big part. I have a pretty good relation. I do tell them a lot, like, you know, about, and I actually talk to them about my partners without them knowing. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like tell them like, Oh, my friend, so-and-so. And like, she's like, Oh yeah, you're oh like, they're your best friends. Cause you'll talk about them all the time. I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they, it's like, but I have a feeling my stepdad actually knows, but he won't say it out loud. So, cause he like dropped little hints to me, like very recently, actually, he was uh. just, Oh, so how's so-and-so doing? And I was like, Oh, he's like doing really good. And he was like, Oh yeah. Like, did you go over there for his barbecue or something? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what? I was like, dad, uh, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> so yeah, I think he knows. And I think he like sort of said it was okay, but like, I just like, didn't want to get into it with him because I don't want to like, <laughs> right. well, yeah. but at least, at least, you know, you kind of have that safe space if you need it. It yeah. sounds like it's there and that's, yeah. that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's just waiting for me to like come out essentially is what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, letting you do it on your own terms. Yeah. He's waiting for both. of. He's like, he said, he's waiting for both me and my brother to come out. I'm like, I don't think my brother's gay. He's just like, he's just not very good with the girls. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And he's like, yeah, but like, I'd rather you be like able to tell me if like something really bad happened and I don't want you to hold back about telling us. Cause like they have like that sense, the parent sense when something goes wrong. Yeah. Like, like I've been having some like up and downs with the guy I'm seeing right now at recent, like very recently. So I've been kind of not isolating myself, but they can tell something was wrong. Cause, um, yeah. Cause he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, Oh, nothing. I think I'm just like having a fight with someone. And he's like, Oh, is it like a very special someone? <laughs> <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we this was a short notice interview, and we really appreciate your flexibility. And we 
Yeah. And your open and honest communication too, throughout everything. I think it's, you have a fascinating story, especially starting. There's someone that started before us. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. Unusual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it was a weird, it was a weird time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's, I mean, or, I mean, we're happy to hear that it's working out and that you and Frank are doing great. And it sounds like, everything's going like you want it to go and it's you're open to letting it be what it be. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you again. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. And have a wonderful evening and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. We are back. One quick note. We wanted to mention that we talk in the episode about an interview that was done with a, a person that grew up in a polyamorous family and we just want to remind everyone that was the interview with Co last week episode 75 which they all know because they all listened yeah but I just want to remind everyone all right thank you to Kelly and to Frank too for sharing the story I I don't know I really love this story I think it's that heartwarming huh? it is well I think it's really cool how young they started and how they've navigated it all throughout their teenage years and 20s absolutely I couldn't agree more did we tell people we're in a closet again? No, we didn't. We're in a cedar coat closet. We are. A Pretty cl- good acoustics a, in here. A closet within a closet in a basement. Yeah, it's like Russian nesting closets. <laughs> okay. Next week, we have episode 77, but it's happening on a... Monday! Oh, no. Monday! Oh, yeah. Monday! I forgot. What Sorry. What's that noise? I don't know. Anyway, special release, Monday, next week. Episode 77, it will be an interview with someone, an author. An author of a book that has apparently been selling pretty well on the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, O.M. Wills. It is a pen name, believe yes. it or not. But fantastic story and some tips. People had reached out to us previously saying, hey, it would be great to hear some stories of people who have tried non-monogamy and it didn't work out for them. This isn't quite that, but this is a kind of a story of people who tried swinging and it they just couldn't find a groove. Yeah. Stay it's, tuned. Come yeah. back. Come back and I won't listen. I tell the whole story. I, I was just about to keep going. And I know. Like, I that's why I, inter- fucking listen that's why I interrupted <laughs> you. <laughs> so, okay. We'll right. see everyone next Monday. All right. Let's get out of these closets. <laughs> Bye.